This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Into the happy hour, we slide. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scravey. Is Chris coming back before I say he is or isn't coming back? Is he coming back <laughs> he, to this? <laughs> he will be coming back in the form of Matt Snyder's interview. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, you guys got a chance to hear him here earlier, but he won't, like, officially be no, here. No, 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 no. Uh, you know, I was getting that all kind of messed up today. But their game starts at what time? Starts right now. I'm going to pull up the uh, box score as we speak. Yeah, he's got it kind of close. Um, yes, he was ready for this game, but <laughs> but we appreciate you. Chris. Yeah, I won't say um, anything. <laughs> Padres lose uh, to the Angels today, five four. Uh, Jake Cronenworth had a, a two hit day. Uh, really, the brightest spot offensively for the Padres. Carpenter had a single, I believe. Uh, I think on the pitching side, Seth Lugo once again. Uh, three and a third innings of shutout baseball continues to make a very, very strong case uh, to be in this rotation. Uh, it's hard to actually at this point envision him not in the rotation, but still a lot of spring training to go. Uh, Bob Melvin, as always, spoke uh, with the media a little bit earlier today. And one of the things we often heard a lot about, Chris and I mused about it quite often on this show, depth. It was a conversation that came up quite often. Bob Melvin feeling pretty good about his depth. What, what have you assessed of your depth, Dixon, Holway, those kind of guys? Well, yeah, I mean, and Dahl and, the, you know, Sugar again. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it seems a lot deeper. You know, when in all these, they're going to get a lot of at-bats now with everybody else not here. Our lineup some days aren't going to look like, you know, Major League starters, but... I, I do, and you know that includes Carpenter and Cruz, and you know guys that just make us deeper from an offensive standpoint, and potentially, potentially, you know, positional too. So it it seems to be a lot better. Now we need to get start the season healthy with these guys, but there are going to be decisions to be made, and a lot of at bats for the guys working on the last couple spots, and then you know obviously with Fernando coming back after 20, one goes away, but now there's there's a couple of spots that are open. With Jose Azokar, do you view him as one of the options, or does does being part of this team last year for as much as he was, does that carry any weight in that conversation? It does carry weight. It does. But, you know, it's there's some other guys that we brought in that might, you know, have created a little bit more depth than we had last year. What, what have you assessed? That? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Adam Angle being one of those guys, he hasn't even played a game yet in spring training. He's been... 
um, battling, uh, trying to get himself right for for spring training. Um, Angle, Azokar, Dixon, David Dahl, uh, a lot of guys who are competing, but that's the kind of depth that they, they can go to. You know, because in all likeliness, if uh, barring a another season offensively like Trent had last year, which I don't believe he'll have back-to-back seasons of that, there really isn't going to be a lot of outfield time out there. You got Fernando Tatis Jr. in right. So, yeah, for 20 games at least or so, probably think of somewhere around 18, somewhere around that number, you're going to need an outfielder. But after that, Juan Soto likely isn't coming out of the lineup if he's not hurt. <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. likely not coming out of the lineup if he's not hurt. Trent Grisham, if he is swinging the bat at a Ha-Sung Kim level, which was like 250 last yeah, year, something like probably that. not coming out of the lineup with the type of defense he plays in center field. And so, you know, you know, it, it's nice to have these depth pieces um, it, it, to make to to lengthen out this roster. We've we've heard Bob Melvin talk about it on this show many times. He's also said it to us that every time Trent Grisham's brought up, Bob Melvin reminds you that he has two gold gold gloves in center field. So I think yeah. uh, we've got our answer about what's going to happen there. That's because he values defense yeah. on a team that I mean, on paper, offensively. Not shouldn't struggle to score runs, and so um, last year it was different. Like it because he was having such a rough offensive year, and the offense as a whole was inconsistent. It made it you know a little bit more difficult. But I see this offense in a much different place, and I also don't see, as I said, Trent Grisham having the same type of season um, he had last year. Bob Melvin was also, of course, asked about Juan Soto. Uh, he got a chance to do some hitting today, running progression, and the hope is still that he'll head to the World Baseball Classic at the end of the week. The plan for Soto today as he's hitting? Hitting, I think he's going to get some at-bats and running progression. So, um, Their GM said he'd, like maybe later in the week, like Friday maybe, to fly over there. Is it oh, cruise? Hopefully. That's what we're hoping for. But, our, you know, we're still not at that point. Hopefully today goes well, and, and that is the case. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. He, even even Bo Mill had to be like, who? who who's the He's like, who? Oh, you're oh, talking yeah. about Nelly. <laughs> He's talking about, you're talking about my DH. Yeah. Okay. All right. You're talking about my DH. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah, no. So, I mean, and it sounded like I think Juan spoke to the media thereafter, uh, said that uh, he felt good during um, live B- BP. Actually, um, our man um, AJ Casavell actually wrote about it on Padres.com. He says uh, Soto received live at bats in the backfield at the Sports uh, Complex on Tuesday. Soto uh, has dealt with the tight left calf. Uh, "Quote: It's way better." Soto said, "I feel ready to start going and get a little bit more aggressive with my training." So that is uh, welcome news uh, for. The uh, the Padres on the flip side, Adam Engel, who I just mentioned, has the right calf strain. Uh, the the has been he's been hampered all spring. All spring has been throwing and facing live batters, uh, but his running has been limited. Uh, Bob Melvin noted that Engel was perhaps a week or so away from his first game action of spring, liking giving him enough time to ramp up for opening day. So he's on pace um, to to be. Um, the fourth outfielder and be healthy. Remember, he signed a major league deal, so um, that is 
kind of your update for the Padres. Yeah, kind of quiet. I think it's going to be a little bit quiet here over the next few weeks just because of all the World Baseball Classic stuff, but I'm excited it'll about the World quiet Baseball from that, Classic. It'll be quiet from it won't be quiet. It won't be quiet from the standpoint of people trying to earn jobs. Like oh they, yeah, for sure. That story will that'll start to clear itself up here uh, as we get going these next couple of weeks. Yeah, I would I would expect that to happen. But um, in the first, like like you said, with Fernando being out the first part of the year, that's a spot that some guys could take. They could go out. They could play really well and earn themselves a major league spot for the rest of the season. Maybe a little bit longer. Or, I, I mean, I, what I'm saying is that this is a team that there is no game that you can um, not – I don't know where I'm going with this, to be honest, Tony. You're looking at me in the camera. <laughs> and sometimes I try to go with these takes that I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great take. And then I start talking about it. I think I what the, you were trying to say was – I think on what you were trying – Yeah, no, I think what you were trying to say is that, unlike last year, the depth is a little bit different. They have guys who can fill holes. I think yeah. that's where you were. I, I no, think no. that's where you were going. You, no, you you read you read through everything. Okay, there's nothing worse than being on live radio, knowing that you're not talking about anything, and you have no idea how to get out of it, except for pull the ejection handle on the entire conversation. I knew you. I knew you were in trouble when you said uh, when you said there is no game. I don't know. <laughs> you can't you can't reverse course from. No game. No, that point. no. So. Once I start saying random words, then I'm then I'm in trouble. <laughs> then I'm in trouble. I know I'm in trouble. So we're gonna move on from this real quick. And uh, um, I got two replies to my friend sitting in the passenger seat of the car. Uh, if you missed it, it's in the Big Five. My friend, he goes out and listens to us to get his Padres update on his lunch break at work, but he sits in the passenger seat of the car, which is ridiculous. So Code Brown SD to me, yeah. Code Brown SD makes a fantastic point that I will have to say this is the only time I will sit in the passenger seat. What, it that says, it reclines further? No, that was Brock. Brock said the passenger seat reclines farther back than most driver seats. I'm not a seat True recliner. Story. I'm not a seat recliner, True so it doesn't story. matter. Um, but Code Brown SD said it depends on what side the shade is on. And that is where I make my decision. If the shade was on the passenger side, I'm definitely getting in the passenger side. Didn't even think okay. about that. Uh, okay. All things being even, right? No shade. Shade. Both sides are shaded. Do you want to sit in a seat that has a, a wheel kind of like hanging in the middle of your lap? <laughs> or would you like to maybe, I don't know. Put your feet up on the dashboard. Put both no, feet up on no, the dashboard. I, I, I'm okay with that. I'm not a foot on the dashboard guy. I'm just saying, if you want to kick your feet up a little bit, you can't do that with a steering wheel hanging in your lap. You're right. I wouldn't be kicking my feet up anyway. So I you guess just be, you just be sitting in the you just be sitting in the driver's seat uncomfortable. Look at you. That's what, that's what you want. Like I'm sitting right now in this chair. This is how I would sit in my driver's seat. <laughs> But, yeah, so thank you for those uh, suggestions. I think the shade one is absolutely the one that I would uh, I would choose the passenger side for. Now, Tony was a part of, you know, the Padres have started something big here in spring training. They have started a couple years ago. They put out a camera, put out a prompt for the players when they walk by to answer, and it's become a hit. I think every team now does this. Like, every single Major League Baseball team does this. The A's I've seen, the Rockies, the Red Sox. But, Tony, yesterday's was – what was the prompt? Because all I have on this tweet is it was a, good it was, soup. It was, was, 
Yeah, was soup a drink? Did you eat soup or did you drink soup? Was the question. Oh, do you eat or drink soup? Okay. All right. right. Here. And so right. I was watching this yesterday because I watch them every single day. And uh, a familiar face showed up on my screen. And here is what Tony said. I guess it depends on the soup. You know, you get a, a thicker soup like clam chowder. You're probably eating that. Now, maybe like uh, a tomato bisque, not as thick. <laughs> maybe you drink that. I guess it depends on your soup. Oh, that was amazing. I, I leave it to Tony to give like the most in-depth <laughs> answer on the soup. I, I was going to I almost said New England clam chowder. Oh, well, it, there almost, is a difference. I almost went to my pet detective. I almost went to my pet detective New England clam chowder, but I decided that might be a little too much. Uh, one of the other things I've received with this video is um, a request from you to give more of your soup favorites for everybody out there. So do you have any other oh, soup man. favorites? Like, Do you like split pea, oh. chicken noodle? I, you know, chicken noodle is a classic. Can't yeah, go with yeah. that. Uh, can't go wrong with that. Uh, I like a good tomato bisque. Mm. My wife mm. got me on that. What's the difference between a Get tomato a soup and a tomato bisque? Good question. Don't know. <laughs> okay, I just know gosh. that uh, with the bisque, you get those like kind of like cracker breads, and you can kind of <sighs> like dip it in there. Oh yeah, those it's are pretty good. good. Those are good. New England clam chowder is at the top of the list of of soups. Um, some menudo. Mm, wow, for, really? Uh, you? Yeah. Oh, b- believe it. Isn't believe that like? It. Isn't that like stomach lining of a of a cow? Listen, I don't, I don't know exactly everything that's it in it. I just know it tastes. I just know it tastes delicious. I hear that's a great hangover cure. Uh, oh, didn't know that. Yes, I've I heard that. I'm not getting hung, hung over anytime, anytime soon. I, I looked up Menudo. I looked up Menudo, and the first thing that popped up was the Puerto Rican boy band. So I got to search a little no. bit more. Uh, See, it clearly, is... if bands are naming themselves after it, it must be good. Yeah. <laughs> it's made with cow's stomach, yeah. Not the lining, but made yeah. with the cow's stomach. But yeah, I don't know. Soup? Do you drink it or eat it i think you eat it can you eat soup it, for it, dinner though it, of course just soup Get some filling soup uh uh was it mazza ball soup okay that's pretty good i do love that i yeah. do like that mm. yeah the, the reason i like tomato soup well. and then, then we can go to break is because it tastes like spaghetti-o su- spaghetti-o sauce without the spaghettios and so that's why i like tomato soup wait wait what does chicken noodle soup taste no, like spaghetti no sauce? tomato oh, soup oh Eh, eh. I, I don't know if I would be soups and what? spaghettios shouldn't really be put together, man. Uh, spaghettios is like, you know, it's I, I'm stunned right now. I mean, I know I'm not saying no. I'm not saying soup or I'm not saying spaghettios or soup. I'm saying that tomato soup tastes you, like spaghetti sauce without spaghettios. Okay, y'all. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 accurate. That's Deep accurate. thoughts from Matt Scravy here on a Tuesday. <laughs> Spaghettios. <laughs> I love Spaghettios, and you know what? I love Spaghettios that are cold. I, there was too. a time. Listen, I like Spaghettios too. When I was like ten, it's been about been a little bit of time. And if then. you can get me the Star Spaghettios, I will eat those too. <laughs> let's get let's get to break because this guy is so childish. Mark Quinn and Chris on. What are you talking about? These are hard hitting <laughs> things that we need to talk about here. Mark Quinn and Chris on the way. Here's some traffic. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast matt scraby here in san diego the odyssey palace 97.3 the fan tony Gwynn jr in peoria chris ello calling that game between the aztecs women's uh, basketball team and unlv tony would you like an update on the score Absolutely. Well, I can uh, tell you right now, the Aztecs are up by six, 19 to 13, 107 left in the first quarter, and they have now taken themselves to a six point lead, which is really awesome. Who? Aztecs? The Aztecs. Yeah. Chris, Chris has Let's been playing this it. down too much to us off the air. This, but, well, I mean, at, at, here's what we do know about Chris is. He's never going to celebrate too much, and he's always going to play the slough role in terms of downplaying <laughs> any good thing that could happen. Whether it's his football team, whether it's the women Aztecs, this is this is his shtick. He's going to pretend like, oh, you know, it's not. Everybody, the Aztecs are going to stink. Only because deep down, I think he thinks that that is the best way for his team to win. I've come to that conclusion. Yeah. Um, I kind of want them to win just so Chris has to spend another day in Las Vegas. He's been there since Saturday. And for a guy who doesn't drink or gamble, that's not the place to be spending a bunch of times <laughs> or a bunch of time in. So, so. Um, Now, Tony, you told me something in the break about John Morant that I found interesting. With the whole thing with the gun and him being in a Colorado bar and the Colorado police investigating – now, the NBA has some pretty strict rules on whether or not or if a player is possessing a firearm on a team plane. So if John Morant had this gun on a team plane and the NBA finds out that he did have the gun on the plane, automatic 55-0 game suspension? 50 peaks. Yeah, man. It, it's um, Although 
John Moran has taken responsibility for his actions. His actions are still coming clear into what type of um, consequences there will be. Obviously, he was in a club in Denver, I believe it was, uh, so or in Colorado. I don't know if he you know, drove some time to get away from Denver, but it was in Colorado. They were just played the, the Nuggets. Um, and so that brings up a lot of questions. Yes, I think going back to the Gilbert Arenas situation way back when, oh, yeah. that was entered into the collective bargain agreement that you can be suspended 50 games, automatic 50 games if a gun is if you travel with a gun on a team plane. Um, I think that's just a piece of it. It might even be in locker rooms as well on the road. Um, but it also brings up this other situation, right? Because here are the two scenarios, right? It's either he brought the gun there, right, and um, took it to Colorado with him and is in jeopardy of losing 50. It, the other alternative is that it wasn't his gun and he was just – flossing on on <laughs> on he was just trying to look a certain type of way on ig which you know oh, it's oh, not as oh. bad as the 50 games it's not as bad as the 50 games obviously you'll be able to come back but people will know that you were basically doing it for the cameras if it's not your gun because why else would you want to be on camera with a gun that wasn't yours i don't know so and I, it's it, either it's either his and he's, and he's in jeopardy of losing 50 games, which is probably worst-case scenario. But the other one is a little bit more embarrassing probably <laughs> on the other side that it's not his gun and yet he was on there like it was. Yeah, that's it's, a whole uh, different story. That's a whole different story. And I know it's that it's very situation. Yeah, I know it's very serious and I'm not making light of this, but when I when I saw the video and I saw the the firearm that he was holding up, it looked it, I I'm not going to say it's fake cuz I don't know that, and he hasn't said that, but it didn't look like it was a real gun to me. I guess that's another alternative, and I don't know that that's any better. Like, and he, he held he it like with his to... two forefingers too, <laughs> like upside down. Which I, I, I was like, what? Is, what is going? This is the lamest way to show. I guess in your IG live video, just holding it with your forefingers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens uh, with John Morant. It, it, we'll we'll see what I'm very interested. We'll, we'll probably end up getting to it tomorrow. What Shaq and Kenny and Chuck have to say because today is TNT uh, basketball day. I'm sure they will speak on it because they haven't watch. been able to speak on it to this point. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have that for you guys tomorrow for sure. All right. Brian Dutcher spoke to the media today down at uh, the Aztecs or where, where do they practice? What is that called? The uh, the the gym that they practice in. The one on the campus? Yes. I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Why do I always put myself in gym, these? Though. Yeah, well, I don't know why I always put you... myself in these corners where I try to like bring up something cool and then I can't remember and then I'm sitting here looking like an idiot. I think it I, it might be the Ron Fowler like kind of. I, I think if, it I'm is. Not mistaken. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna look this up real quick just so I. Yeah, you double go ahead. San double Diego check State Jim. Yeah, I know. And I'm gonna waste everybody's time as I look this up it's on not, my phone. It's not Peterson's. Just so you know. It says the Peterson recreation. Like the does San Diego State have a gym? Yes, it does. All right, this is not work, working for me, so we're going to have to find this later. But anyway, Brian Dutcher was in this gym. You are a trip. Tell me about it. I just said something last segment that meant nothing, and I had to eject. All right, Brian Dutcher, he was asked how fresh and deep the Aztecs are heading into this Mountain West Conference tournament. 
Yeah, we're the deepest we've ever been. We go nine deep, and we're healthy, which is uh, a rarity in college sports. So we're healthy and we're deep, and that should make for uh, uh, positive results in March, and that's what we're hoping. You know, we have guys that average 20-some minutes a game, where a lot of these programs, guys are playing 32, 34, 36 minutes a game, and that can wear on you over the course of a year. So especially in a three-game and uh, three-day situation or an NCAA tournament quick turnaround, that depth should hopefully pay dividends for us. I'm sorry to Real everyone's quick, uh, ears it's, that it's, hurt. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's called the Jam Center. Uh, oh, the who, Jam Center. So I, I looked it up, and right as I looked it up, I got a couple texts. Jam Center. Okay, good. Jam Center. There you go. Buddy. Commit to memory and don't ever bring it up again when you don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to do better on this audio of Brian Dutcher because that was very loud. I'm ex- uh, sorry to everyone out there, but... Brian Dutcher was also asked if he's made any adjustments to perform better in late-game situations. Because we know we're going to get pressed if we're ahead, and it costs us games, obviously. But you watch any game across the country, everybody in the stands, everybody on TV, every analyst says don't throw it in the corner, and you look up, and 90% of the games, you throw to that corner, and someone's got to get it out of there. So we're no different. We don't want to throw it there, but when it goes there, we've been working on making plays from there. Uh, Last shot of the game. Like I said, I was a genius at New Mexico. I told Lamont to drive all the way and make a layup, and he shot a three. So players make plays to win games. And as much as we draw things up, uh, sometimes they have to step beyond that and just take what uh, the defense dictates. And so we work on it. We'll work on situations today. Need a three late, trying to stop a team from shooting a three, fouling up three. Those are things we work on religiously. But you throw the crowd, you throw the human element into all these situations, and anything can happen. I like how he says, I told Lamont to drive to the basket, and he pulled up for a three, <laughs> which was pretty yeah, good. I mean, you, don't, you don't argue when it ends up in the W, that's for sure. Yeah, like what? I wonder, did, does he have a choice, Lamont Butler? Obviously, you don't know because you're not I mean, in there. But You'd like your, play, your players to actually play, but sometimes the game dictates that that play is not going to work, so you got to be able to think on your feet. You have to have guts to pull up and shoot a – game ending three when your coach told you to drive to the hoop (laughs) it's not for everybody no no definitely not all right well brian dutcher and the aztecs are going to be starting the mountain west conference tournament on thursday tomorrow fresno state and colorado state play and whoever wins that game the aztecs will be playing when we get back, I'm gonna re I'm gonna get a new brain first, and we are also going to hear from Matt Snyder. He previewed some of the World Baseball Classic. So stick around, that's up next on 973 the fan. Last segment here, 536 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr. Matt Scraby, Chris Sello. Should be uh middle the game should have started. Or it has started. Aztecs had a lead. Mm-hmm. Where are we at, Scrape? The Aztecs still have a lead. The Aztecs women's or be, uh, women's basketball team is beating UNLV 29-25 with 4.33 remaining in the half. All right. Uh, Aztecs played UNLV tough both games all year, although UNLV was able to win both. They went undefeated in conference. Aztecs looking to pull off the upset. Um, this hour on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Pfizer and BioNTech. This winter, there are new COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. If it's been at least two months since your primary series or original booster, schedule your updated COVID-19 booster dose at vaccine, vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Uh, Scrabe, we... Um, 
had Matt Snyder join us earlier to break down the WBC. Um, it's it's starting to it's starting to happen, man. Uh, it starts tonight somewhere in this world. It does. Yeah, yeah. We've already seen a couple highlights of Shohei Otani going to a knee, hitting a couple <laughs> homers. Um, here, the closest one to us is um, here in Arizona. You'll have the USA, Mexico, Great Britain, and Colombia, I believe, all in the same uh, bracket. Great Britain seems out of place, but oh well. It might be. I might have just thrown that. No, one no, I'm just saying that's a long way for them to fly. Well, I mean, uh, no, Trace Thompson is representing Great Britain. He it might is? be Canada, actually. I'm looking for the pool play. Um, Give it to us, man. What do we got? Well, what we have here is a very confusing website, but uh, <laughs> Phoenix is Canada, Colombia, Great Britain. You're right. Mexico and the USA and the Miami. So where a so lot of five. There's five in Miami oh, where okay. a lot of other player Padres players are at Dominican Republic, Israel, Nicaragua, Puerto Rico, Venezuela. Okay. And give me some other pools. So is there four? There's four. There's, there's four, four pools. pools. Pool B is a Tokyo pool, Australia, China, Czech Republic, Japan, Korea, and then Pool A is Taichung, um, Chinese Taipei, Cuba, Italy, Netherlands, and Panama. Mm. Did you hear right. Matt Snyder say? And I, I think he says it here that it's the Kingdom of Netherlands. I didn't know that. I didn't hear that. <laughs> of course, I would figure out I, something I, that's really I, not I, important. I didn't hear that, but I'll get a chance to hear it here because if you missed it, Matt Snyder joins us earlier uh, to talk about the World Baseball Classic. Before we do that, here's a little traffic. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Those number one sports station, 97.3, the fan. Uh, I would say probably one of the hottest topics, uh, considering the star power they have here. Things have kind of gotten underway. Juan Soto um, kind of dealing with some W, or excuse me, some uh, ca- a calf injury right now that he says is about 100%. WBC getting ready to kick off. Uh, I mean, what are your thoughts on, on this year's WB- WBC? I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we haven't seen it since 2017. It was supposed to go in 2021, but obviously COVID ruined that. Like it had so many things. Um, but so it's been six years. Uh, one of the interesting things is if you think back to last time we saw a WBC game was in Dodger stadium, Marcus Stroman took the ball for team USA worked six scoreless innings. Hey, it might've been six, no hit innings. Uh, he was completely dominant. He won MVP of the entire tournament. He beat Puerto Rico. He's actually on Puerto Rico now <laughs> because his mom's Puerto <laughs> Rican, his dad's American. So he switched teams. He just beat Puerto Rico and helped USA win it. Now he's on Puerto Rico. 
that's one of the more fun storylines, but there's a lot of them. I mean, there's some completely loaded teams. Dominican Republic is completely loaded. Japan is stacked. USA is offensively stacked. We'll see if we can get enough pitching there. Venezuela, very, very good. Puerto Rico, very good. Uh, in Mexico, Korea, Netherlands, Cuba could be some of the teams that could play sleeper. It's going to be fun. That's what's great about this tournament. I mean, when you have a lot of world championships in other sports, you know, even in hockey and basketball, to me the problem that those sports have had with their world championships is that there's only really been two or three countries that could really win the tournament. But baseball's not like that. I mean, baseball, it, it runs deep. Contention runs deep, Matt. And I think that's one thing that's going to give this this World Baseball Classic not only a chance to be really successful this year, but be something that we all can look forward to, you know, in the future. Yeah, and not only is it a crowded field toward the top where you have probably five teams that could win it, but if you zero in on the format, and we know baseball and small samples can be completely fluky, and pool play, I believe you play four games. If you lose two, you're probably out. Uh, and then once you advance past pool play, it's one and done. So a lot of stuff can happen in baseball when it's one and done, especially when the pitchers aren't really stretched out. They're on pitch limits, especially in pool play. I don't think you're going to see any starting pitchers go past four innings, um, and most of them might be limited to even two or three. So, you, you know, again, you might see some fluky outcomes there. Um, and then even if you advance, like I said, that Stroman outing where he went six innings, he barely gave up anything, and he was all the way to his limit, and that was six innings. So there, there's going to be opportunity for late-inning comebacks, bullpens to dominate to come into play. Uh, for example, Kingdom of Netherlands, Kenley Jansen is on the roster, but he's not going to be with them in pool play because he's trying in spring training said he wanted to focus on the pitch clock. But if they advance, maybe he shows up, and now all of a sudden they've got Kenley Jansen at the back end of the bullpen. That could be a game changer. So it's a lot of different variables go into a tournament where small sample flukes could be a plenty. I mean, listen, look no further than the NLCS where you had the five seed and the six seed uh, yeah. reach that far. Baseball is, is volatile in all circumstances. Matt Snyder joins us here CBS Sport. And, and Matt, I, I think uh, I haven't got your, your take yet. Uh, these new rules have been implemented. You got the pitch clock. You got the no shift. Let's talk. start with the pitch clock. It's pretty yeah. apparent that even before we get to the regular season, it it's success for the most part. It doesn't feel like there's been as much bickering as even I expected it to be there to be. And <laughs> all MLB's got to be pretty – pretty excited about what they've seen from this pitch clock so far yeah the time of game is drastically cut down into the 230s i, I believe the average is that's going to go up in the regular yeah. season we've got commercial breaks are going to be a little bit longer and i think that they right now i believe the umpires are being really really hardcore strict just because it's the start of spring training and we're trying to get things ironed out before we get to the regular season i think adjustments will be made i think the players are going to get better at, at, at dealing with it, I think the umpires are going to be a little less strict once we get to the regular season and the games matter more. But, yeah, for right now, the, the time of game is, is drastically cut down. I don't think that's as big of a problem as, like, the dead time being cut out. For me, that's a bigger deal. Like, I, I don't care if a game's three hours as long as I'm not watching Pedro Baez stand there for 45 seconds doing absolutely nothing on the, the rubber. Then it's like, <laughs> all right, man, come on. 
so I, I, page, I think that page by the time we get the poster yeah. boy of this. Yes. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys. I mean, I just mentioned mentioned Kinley Jansen. He takes a while too. Aroldis Chapman, which it makes sense. Yeah, he does. If you're a guy like Aroldis Chapman, where it's max effort every single pitch, he probably needs like 45 seconds before he can go out there and throw 102 again. At least when he was in his prime. So yeah, I, I wonder about some of the guys max effort relievers if it's going to mess with them a little bit more. But you know, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to see how it all unfolds. I, I think that. The violations, once we get to the regular season, are going to be minimal. Uh, stuff like Max Scherzer just staying in his set position. I believe everybody saw that video that went viral. Um, that that supposedly should should have been illegal even before the pitch clock. Stuff like that's going to get ironed out. And, and you know guys like Scherzer are going to help them get that ironed out, especially early in the regular season if we still need to do that. But I, I think it's been a success, and I think everything that looks bad – that will get ironed out by the time we get to the regular season. Matt Snyder's with us from CBS Sports. The following the day, real quick, the following day uh, after Max Scherzer did that, we had Bill Miller, the home plate umpire, crew chief, and it was almost like he was watching for that because a couple pitchers yeah. tried to kind of start start for it, and he, he, he basically stopped the clock, gave them a warning, and, you know, was really on it. So it is going to be on the umpires to stay on top of it. I'm sorry, Chris, go ahead. Oh, no, not at all, Tony. I'm glad you followed up. I just wanted to ask, uh, Tony touched on the uh, the shift, and I, I really, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I got to give our producer, Matt Scraby, some credit. He said that he thought he would see a team try two outfielders and move a third yeah. outfielder into position between the first and second base hole. And somebody did that against Joey Gallo over the weekend to try and combat the new rules. Matt, are we going to have some fun alignments this year? And does maybe that just make it more interesting that teams are going to try to find a way to beat the new rule? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that they, they probably – the second it was even in discussion to maybe happen, I'm sure that there were front offices that probably said, hey, you two over here – start working on what we can do if they say we have to have four infielders and how we can deal with a hard pull lefty, stuff like that. So I think, and, and then once it became a rule, they had the entire off season, now they've got spring to tinker with it. And there's probably a lot of teams that don't even want to show it in spring training and are just working on it on the practice fields and they'll, they'll break it out at big moments in the regular season. So yeah, I think it'll be, it'll be fun to watch. I hate to sound like a broken record, but I think it will be. I think it's going to be fun to watch how teams adapt to it. Um, we're still going to see movement within the infield, you know, like um, maybe a shortstop standing, not necessarily over the top of second base because they won't want a violation, but pretty much up the middle and the second baseman closer toward first base, first baseman closer toward first base when you have a dead pole lefty. And then the opposite way, when it's a dead pole righty, maybe the second baseman's almost over the top of second, the shortstop's deep, deep, deep in the hole and the third baseman's guarding the, the third baseline. We'll still see movement within the infield but yeah i think a lot of the extreme stuff that a lot of people really didn't want to mess with but a lot of people really wanted to eliminate when it just looks wrong we're going to see plenty of that with the outfielders now so that'll be the next step yeah it'll be interesting you're already seeing exactly what matt's talking about i call it the old school shift that's what the shift looked like in like 2010 2011 before guy before they started getting on the other side i wonder though matt Considering how badly MLB wanted to get away with it, and without necessarily saying it was about offense, 
I think a lot of this is about trying to create more action on the field. Do you think that MLB would take the step if everybody started moving their outfield like that to possibly just ban the shift in general, outfield and infield? Because it seems like they're pretty dead set on eliminating those type of defenses. Yeah, I think the goal is, you look, batting average dipping down, league batting average dipping down into the low 240s. We need a better batting average. It's as simple as that. And we've talked about that on the show so many times in that home runs are fun. Strikeouts can be fun if if you're the pitching team, that is. But when we got so much right. home run strikeout walk, we needed a lot more singles, doubles, and triples. We needed a lot more great defensive plays where it's it's more – if there's a ground ball up the middle and it ends up as an out, it's because the shortstop made a great play ranging up the middle instead of somebody standing there right. like they're a rover in Little League. Um, and I, I think the goal is is more action on the field, more batting average. Uh, everything is moving toward that. So, yeah, if you get to a point where, again, teams kind of they – they're so good at scouting nowadays. If they get to the point yeah, where they're cutting yeah. down on so many singles and doubles because of the outfield alignment – you're probably going to see them attack the outfield alignment next. That's that's probably the next natural step, yeah. Matt, I have a question. I'm here in Las Vegas for some March Madness, and I know that the Reds and the A's played a weekend turn, a series here in Las Vegas, and, of course, that gets everybody wondering whether or not the A's are truly going to ever move to Las Vegas. The people here in this city, some of them seem like they think it's definitely going to happen. Some think, like, no, it's really not a realistic thing. I mean, it seems like the A's are just kind of dead there in Oakland. What do you think is going to end up happening yeah. with that franchise, number one? And number two, as far as expansion is concerned, who do you think the leading candidates are to get a new team going forward in the next four or five years? Yeah, um, I, it does. It seems like all roads are headed toward the Las Vegas A's. Um, I, I don't. It, it would be the smallest market in, in Major League Baseball, and I know that it's possible to make small markets work. And hey, we're talking in San Diego. We know that can happen, but uh, it's tough to establish a new hardcore fan base when it seems like a lot of their reliance on the attendance will be opposing teams' fans traveling to Las Vegas because it's cool to go to Vegas. Um, I don't know how that'll work. I don't know if it's as easy of a formula as it is in football, where they're only going to have eight home games. Of course. They can sell a ton of travel packages to fan, opposing fans when there's only eight. Now we're talking about 81, uh, and you're talking about series where people are going to go to three games. I'm sure a lot of people would do that anytime their team played in Vegas, but I, I don't know if it's as sustainable of a business model as perhaps the Las Vegas Raiders would be, especially because football, it's a lot easier to succeed in any market in the NFL because it's just so popular. Um but it does seem like that's the way things are headed. Um, in terms of other areas, I think Portland has wanted a team for a long time, and that's a very good market. And they have in place a, a group that it seems like is very serious. Um, Nashville pops up a lot. I don't know about that. That's Cardinal Country I, I, and even maybe a little Braves. Those are two of the strongest franchises in baseball. That's tougher. San Antonio is a really big market that doesn't have really any other huge professional sports teams outside the Spurs. Uh, maybe that could work. Um, I mean, they, we've built really, really good fan bases for the Rangers and Astros, and those were both expansion teams. I know it was a long time ago, but it seems like it's possible that San Antonio could work. Um, those are the big, big ones off the top of my head. Matt, last one for me before we get out of here. It'll be a, it's going to be a Padre question. 
Uh, obviously, they've just re-upped Manny Machado. Uh, he's going to likely finish his career a, as a Padre. Uh, they got three other guys coming up. Uh, Juan Soto, he's he's two years away. Josh Hader is is another guy who uh, could possibly take um, a, a, get an extension. He's a free agent after this year. Which one do you think is more likely to end up in a Padre uniform? That's a tough one. Um, I, I wouldn't count anything out at this point, honestly, with the way they've been doing anything. Uh, it seems like uh, hater relievers are volatile. I'll go Soto. I know that's going to be the biggest payday, but that means you can go the most years, and it seems like Preller's in a spot where he's comfortable going maybe overdoing it in years, but it just spreads it out a little more so that you're not hit as much on the luxury tax figure when you go – almost excessively in years. So, I mean, especially with Juan Soto being 24. I mean, you could see him, oh, my gosh, what would they offer him, 18 years? Uh, I'll go Soto on that. I I think that, yeah, I feel like this is a gut feeling, but I I feel like he had a down year for him last year, which, holy cow, I mean, so many players would kill to have a year that he had last year, but that's a down year for him. Um, A lot of it was being worried about the trade talk, he didn't know where he was going to be. Then he goes to a new home. It's tough to adjust. He switched coast. Yeah. A lot of new, you know, there was just a lot of new to last year for him. I feel like now he's settled. He's, he's in a good place. Only 24 years old. I think he's going to have a gigantic year, and I think Preller is going to get in front of it, you know, especially if he gets into May. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm strong on Soto on this one. Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you. His swing looks like it was – two years uh, ago once again watching them out here so we will see certainly that will be a welcome sight for for san diego padres matt uh as always uh appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us all right take care gentlemen thanks matt matt snyder cbs sports mlb on the premier chevrolet of carlsbad fan hotline save money the right way with premier chevrolet of carlsbad visit them today in the carlsbad auto mall chevrolet find new roads Thanks again to Matt Snyder. We're going to get out of here tomorrow. You'll have me and Scraby definitely for four hours. Don't know how Chris's schedule is going to go. It depends on how the UNLV Aztec game goes right now. The Aztecs women are up. Let's all pull for them. Wish them luck. Until tomorrow, we'll see you again. Have a good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.